Ooh, that was a good alarm sound. <laughs> it was my police siren. Oh, we've each had exactly one alcoholic drink. Caution. <laughs> Podcast may get spicy. Hey yo. Hey yo. It's Sunday, my dudes. Even though we recorded on Monday last week. Well, it was I don't know what last week was. <laughs> <laughs> Not Christmas cuz that was just Are we this st- time. <laughs> I feel like we're starting out with drunk logic already. <laughs> Where am I? Who am I? We're the cheapest dates ever. Why am I? Why am I? Oh god, yeah. I can't. I had half of that stout. It was like a chocolicious, caramelicious something or other. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oof. I don't know if I can finish this." And then I finished it and I'm like, "Hmm." Well, we also haven't had dinner yet. <laughs> at- Cuz Almost eight o'clock. <laughs> we feed the dogs at five. It was six thirty when I was putting Bert to bed, and I went, "Oh shit! I never <laughs> fed the dogs." Yeah. And then I don't know what time is it now. Almost eight o'clock. Eight o'clock at like seven o'clock, I walked in the living room like, "Shit, we I didn't feed had us." <laughs> and then you were like, "I'm on dinner strike today." Apparently, my brain just blacks out dinner like it never happened, or yeah. it did happen, and I'm like, "Yeah." Yeah. And then I went. Oh, I did the I same thing yesterday too. I don't know what the hell we're going to eat, but Taco Bell and pumpkin roll. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My diet doesn't start until, I don't know, like the first of January, sure. like everyone else's. Yeah, past the holidays, <laughs> New Year's resolution. Hey. How was Christmas? I loved Christmas. Now, or Bert's sick, but she just has a little cold. I think she's feeling better today, uh-huh. but. Gifts were good. She had a good Christmas. Seeing her play with her toys is fun. Yeah. Like, I felt like we got her a lot. I mean, the one thing was seven books in one, like crinkle books. Yeah. So it was just a lot of Christmas energy. Yeah. But we wore matching pajamas. Which was super cute. So cute. We watched Christmas movies. Mm -hmm. We watched, well, now Bert and I watched (laughs) uh, uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas Mm -hmm. with Jim Carrey and then... We all watched Klaus. Well, we watched Klaus, but I, what did we watch before that? Oh, Jingle Jangle. Jingle Jangle. This was cute. I that I was, weeped. That was good. It was it was a musical mm-hmm. holiday movie, which you know I can I can give or take the musical bits. Yeah, but it it had Christmas good, magic and believing. Right. Yeah. It's the it's the traditional movie uh, or Christmas movie format mm-hmm. of. You have to believe. I had a good message. Like, don't steal ideas. Yeah. And it was like the lead actress, the little girl mm-hmm. was, you know, it was all about like being a strong. Yeah. A strong, smart, strong, smart woman. girl that I can like be that. a scientist mm-hmm. or an inventor. And she wasn't, you know, the helpless. Yeah. She wasn't afraid. The boy was afraid. Right. Yeah. And I liked that. Yeah, so, yeah, it was cute. And Klaus, for us now, has become our our Christmas classic. If you haven't watched Klaus, hop on Netflix and just give it a watch. Get the tissues ready. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's just such a sweet story. It is a movie that will give you, I think it's about 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. It will give you, you know, about 100 minutes of just happy, fun animations. And then the last, like, 15 to 20 minutes of that movie will just... Tear out your heart, hold it in front of your eyes, and then squish it. But like a good way. Yeah, not like uh, I'll never watch this movie again. It's kind not of a way. Grey's Anatomy cry. It's like a sweet. Because <laughs> everyone tucking knows the tissues under your glasses kind of cry. <laughs> yeah, everyone knows someone that's watched Grey's Anatomy, 
and I'm sure they've talked about how hard they cry. Yeah. I need to rewatch it and get I, back into it. Because <laughs> I just yeah, I, I remember cry. coming downstairs oh after like working on homework all day or something. <laughs> And you would be just sitting in front of the TV with like a Kleenex or a napkin tucked under your glasses, and your whole face would be red, your eyes would be puffy. I would like, and you're weep. like, I just watched three episodes of Grey's Anatomy, and I cried for all of them. Like, if I just say the name Danny Duquette, people are like, "Yes, girl, yes." I don't have any fucking idea. That's why you need to watch it because I don't know that I would, I need to. I don't, I don't know, know if you to. would get into it because. I don't know if it's your thing, but just the Danny Duquette story is just like, oh, hmm. it'll get you. I don't know. Grey's Anatomy always seemed very uh, soap opera-y to it me. It totally is. Like, I think they're in Seattle. It's a Seattle hospital. It's like there's always some type of crisis. Well, like, isn't there like terrorist bombings and like all kinds of wild uh, shit? Like, you know, the fairy capsizes and injures people whatever you know brain tumors there's like a bombing in the hospital the hospital catches fire like all this crazy stuff that would never happen in real life well it happens well, just not all at the same place right yeah like day after day after day yeah. well that crisis is gone there's a bombing on the ferry yeah like all this crazy wild because that's what my struggle is with like multi-season shows Mm -hmm. it's like they always have to top the last thing so it just gets crazier and crazier which is why we stopped watching true blood for example yeah we don't we're real bad about finishing multi-season it it was so good to begin with and then like you're bringing in were panthers and were fairies fairies and all this other yeah (laughs) woof all this other crazy yeah, because it turned out that sookie was like part fairy yeah and then like everyone else was Somehow some why, supernatural. Which is why Bill loved her so much or like loved like her blood. the taste of her blood yeah. because she was a fairy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like that's why she was so like tempting to the other vampires. Yeah. And it's just like this is just too – like I love oh, a good love lost. triangle. Lost, yeah. It got too wonky. Yeah. I, I feel like with sh- when shows start getting too out there, like mm-hmm. too weird and like far away from the plot, we just lose all interest. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, anyways, back to Christmas. We got to watch our Christmas films. Mm-hmm. Um, got a nice Christmas cry in. Mm-hmm. Always have to. We ate my Christmas cookies because you decided not to make any. So I made some mm-hmm. snickerdoodle cookies that they were, were actually really good. very good. Because I felt um, like we had so much cookies and candy that I, the last thing I wanted to do was... I want to say that I made the Bon Appetit recipe for snickerdoodles. Okay. I mean, really just in good. case anybody else wants to look like up the you recipe. You left the dough hydrate, which was fun. That's what it said to do. You're supposed to leave it sit for 30 minutes to hydrate. It just hangs out on the counter. Yeah. Weird. I wouldn't have gave it 30 minutes, but that's why I'm not a good baker. Yeah. Well, we've determined that I'm a good baker because mm-hmm. I'm very good at following instructions and you're a good cook because you are very good at using them as a guideline. Mm-hmm. Using my flavor intuition. Yeah. I've got to – I have to have something to stick to and I need to know that it's going to be good at the other end, which is why I like baking because there's no interpretation. There's no like flavor to it's taste. It's very black and white. It's very much like you put in these amounts of these things, you bake it for exactly this long and then it is a complete product. <laughs> there's a, I guess you can get into like the, the decoration end of baking, which yeah. I don't really care for but – I need I like I like things that I can pop in an oven 
And when they come out, they're ready to consume. Sure. I don't want to have to, you know, make my showstopper Great British baking mm, show like style. Like your birthday cake. Yes, like my birthday cake. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we got to eat our Christmas cookies and some candies. Mm-hmm. And we opened up the remainder of Bert's gifts. Well, Bert had all of their gifts. You had one present under the tree. <clears throat> I did have one present under the tree. They were new slippers because my old slippers were crapped out. They were super. Because uh-huh. um, I've worn them every day of quarantine. <laughs> yeah. Um, all day long. The fur I'm, was tired and giving and, up on life. And just all around stretched out mm-hmm. and kind of gross. And I've never actually even worn those ones outside. Like I was very strict about yeah. my old moccasins I wore everywhere. Right. But these ones I was very strict about not doing that. Um, And then th- we had to tell each other what we got for each other <laughs> yeah. that hadn't come yet because, you know, the mail's a little behind right yeah. now, as I'm sure a lot of people have experienced. Um. So I bought five candles for you. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about our what is our new thing with candles. We love them. We love them. Um, so I found yeah. an, I found an Etsy shop, <laughs> a small um, homemade Etsy shop, based store. off our conversation yeah. last week about candles. Uh-huh. Very topical. And they were all they all smelled good. None they, of them were, were musky. Well, I I stuck to things that the title of the candle was the description mm-hmm. of the candle. So you kind of knew what you were getting. Right, yeah. Uh, the only one that I didn't was Cozy Cabin, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, marshmallow Fireside or something like that. Yeah, sure, but it that, was Marshmallow, but what's the Fireside like? It smells like a campfire. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that smelled good. Um, so I did that, and then you got me um, a variety pack of macarons. Macarons that are going to be super late. Yeah, they are not here yet. No. They're still in New Jersey where they came from. <laughs> <laughs> and I ordered them, I think, on the 11th or the 13th. Yeah. So, so. we'll see. We'll, we'll report back on macarons, macarons. whenever yeah, they decide to show up. Pack. So, yeah. yeah it was so a good Christmas. It was nice. It was a, it was a good, fun it was like a it was like a nice trial run of how Christmas will be with a child, and it was a snowy white Christmas. Yeah, so that's that right. was nice. Yeah, it snowed a shitload. Yeah, it's not well, a lot. I'll say a shitload for us in this area for this time of year. Like typically, it doesn't feel like winter really comes until like late January, yeah. February. Um, but we got like. I don't know, like four or five inches or something? At least, yeah. And it was like the super heavy, wet snow because um, I shoveled and then I had to shovel again. And then shoveled again, <laughs> yeah. Um, it was like one of those snowstorms where, you know, typically it snows and then they've got like the roads cleared mm-hmm. in a couple hours. It was like, you know, there was still a lot of snow on the roads hours later. Yeah, like and it just continued Late afternoon, it was still – the highways were not great. Yeah, but it was, you know – it was it was fun to have a white Christmas. We wanted to play in the snow, but we didn't have time to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Bert was has the sniffles. Um, she seems to be feeling much better. Yeah, today seemed like a lot better. Uh, just got lots of boogers. Yeah, lots of snots. Uh-huh. Her cheeks weren't as red though, so that was good. Yeah. So we're hoping that there's still a little bit of snow to play in when she's feeling 100. percent But mm-hmm. if not, I'm sure it'll snow again. Yeah, we'll play in the snow. It's not like we we've got like a sled or anything i talked about using a tupperware not a tupperware but like a oh yeah a, a lid like a storage uh being mm-hmm. lid to try and drag her around the yard in yeah because i'm <laughs> sure all the sleds are sold out anyway eh, maybe 
They were at Target the last time we went. Oh, I guess I wasn't paying attention. There was just one left. Oh, no. One lone sled. (laughs) I hope it found a good home. Oh, no. Um, But yeah, it was was fun. It was a nice, quiet COVID Christmas. Mm -hmm. Um, Not nearly as hectic as the holidays normally are. Some video calls and that kind of stuff to try and uh, see everybody that we could and still get the experience of opening gifts together and that kind of stuff. It was good. We've adopted a, a tactic in the last, I think probably three years where we've just had the conversation with all of the adults in our lives and we're just like, are we good just to not buy gifts for each other? Yeah. Not buying gifts is probably one of the best decision, decisions, decisions, decisions we've ever had as far as like holidays. Yeah. Cause it's just so much nicer than having to worry about like, the budget and are yeah. they going to like it? And what if they don't like it? What if I don't like what they get me? Right. Because the logic became like so, so often now for us as adults, if you typically want something, you don't want a 10 or 15 or, you know, even $50 thing. You want something that is hundreds right. of dollars. And it's like, I'll go buy it myself. Right. And, I, and I'm going to buy it before Christmas and I don't have to wait a month right. to open it. And like I just have the stuff that mm-hmm. I the the thing that I want because gift cards are nice, but they just feel so impersonal. Yeah. It says, "Hi, here's a gift." I didn't really know what to get you, right? And especially if it's like an obscure place, like the gift card's not like a Visa, yeah. Like say it's a Dunkin' well, and you I, go I to think Starbucks. Now the new safe bet is like an Amazon gift card. Yeah, everyone Amazons. Um, or you know, like a lot of people do like Starbucks because yeah. they just like you're an adult, you drink coffee. Um. So I think not doing gifts has been one of the best things ever. The, lo- the and like the continuation of the logic was that it, you both set a budget, right? Mm-hmm. You say, "Oh, we'll spend a hundred dollars on each other." Well, rather than just trading one hundred dollars, just go spend the one hundred dollars on whatever right. the hell it is that you want, and then we're all happy because mm-hmm. we didn't have the pressure of buying the perfect thing or the right size or whatever, right. and we got to have our thing sooner. Mm-hmm. And then the holidays, like other than this year, are just like our time to hang out and see each other and catch up. And I think it made the holidays so much more enjoyable. It was. Um, so, you know, fun tip. Try it out. Say, it I out. would rather spend time with you than worry about gifts. And I, I, I mean, now that there are grandkids um, or just kids in general – I think that there will be more gift giving that happens. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's just for the kids mm-hmm. rather than the adults all buying each other stuff. So that's been uh, a nice um, stress reliever yeah. around the holidays. There's not so much of a panic of trying to run and get gifts. So are you ready to jump into our topic? What's our topic? So last week was so much fun. Uh-huh. Jumping back in time, talking about our musical tastes. I thought it would be fun to talk about how much of delinquence we were or lack of delinquency there was. Sure. With run-ins with authority. <laughs> wee-oo, wee-oo, wee-oo. Right. So when you say authority, are we talking about just the police? No. Like authority figures like work, school, right. police. I'm going to have a lot of lame stories. <laughs> I didn't get into a whole lot of trouble as a kid. I wasn't much of a uh, a risk taker. Except for when 
I I have examples. <laughs> Hold on. I'm not saying that I did What's didn't. your earliest delinquent activity? Okay, so it, the earliest that I remember getting in like in a major amount of trouble was in middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, every school has a popular group of females. Sure. Uh, typically attractive. Mm-hmm. And when you're in middle school, your hormones are just through the fucking that ceiling. frontal lobe. It'll fuck you up. Um, so you do some dumb shit. Sure. Uh, and there was – and I admit, uh, looking back on it, poor decision-making. And in the Me Too era, I apologize for what I'm about to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, there was a, a man, uh, now a man, a child then – um, Your age. We, we were all in the same grade. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but there was a, another boy in my class um, that was already a bit of a creeper. Mm. So it um, wasn't too far for him to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, which is why house. I picked him. <laughs> um, hey, you're a creep. Do this creepy thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was the logic. Um, so I dared him a dollar, one whole dollar. Mm-hmm. To touch one of the more popular females. Did you actually have the dollar? Oh, yeah. Well, it was like lunch money. Sure. Um, I t- To touch a girl's behind, her bottom. Her rear end. Her hindquarters. Her, her pocketless, jeaned rear end. Oh, yeah, because you couldn't wear pockets back then. Correct. So Fabulous. it just made that middle school booty just look mm-hmm. that much better. Sure. Um, and, you know, it was like a conversation in line at lunch or at the gym i don't it was mm-hmm. you know in between something sure he didn't do it so it was just like all right whatever like was pussy <laughs> um so it was just like all right cool you gotta like, keep your dollar oh yeah i kept my dollar didn't think anything of it. it was just like sick let's move on with life and like a week later i get called down to the principal's office and uh they were like did you dare this young sir, a dollar to inappropriately touch one of your female classmates. Fucking snitch. And I was like, no, <laughs> absolutely not. Right. You have to lie. Um, and eventually they just pulled the information out of me. It was like the worst police interrogation tactics ever of my mm-hmm. whole life. I remember crying a lot. Oh. Um, because I felt bad. Like yeah. I didn't I didn't intend it as a way of like hurting anybody. It was just like a fun adolescent boy right. thing to giggle about, I guess, more than anything. It was like <laughs> he's not gonna do it. Mm-hmm. Um and the whole reason he got called down to the office and the reason he snitched on me is because said female and her friends had sat on a piece of cardboard in class. Um they were like doing a art project or something and like there was cardboard on the floor. And he picked it up and proceeded to rub it on his genitals. Oh. Uh, and, of course, somebody was like, hey, that's not okay. Right, for sure. And then they sent him down to the principal's office. And he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, a week ago, JP dared me a dollar to touch the same <gasps> girl's butt. Is this guy in jail now? I have no – I don't I wonder know wonder what he's up to. I, I would like to know. Um, so uh, all of it came down to I got an in-school suspension mm-hmm. – uh, and I had to write apology letters to three of all three of the girls that sat on the cardboard in the class. I you had didn't to, have anything to do with that. I understand, but they just they just used it all as one event. Um, 
And then I had to serve my in-school suspension like the bad boy that I was. I've never had an in-school suspension. Um, and you know what? In-school was kind of rad. Uh, the three kids that were in there with me, um, he was one of them. Fuck that guy. Sure. Fucking snitches get stitches. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one kid had a tech deck skateboard. Cool. That he just like tech decked on his books all day. Um, and then like they give you all your schoolwork in the morning and they're like, you have to finish this before you go. Okay. So you finish it in like an hour and then you can just read. You weren't allowed to sleep, which was like, okay, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Like you've got to be awake for your punishment. Um, and you could only go to the bathroom. I don't know. There's like a certain number of times. I don't remember what it is now. Cause they didn't want you like, just like, I'm going to go to the bathroom right, and, and like, then you wander. just like, yeah, fuck off for a while. Um, so yeah, that was like the earliest thing I remember getting in like a lot of trouble with like an authority figure mm-hmm. that wasn't my parents. I think mine was also well, it was like late elementary school. I still remember cuz I felt like this guy was a fucking creep. So we had like a like a pool day, like the gym, like gym class, you would go to the high school and like you could swim and take your diving test or like your swim test to like use the deep end mm-hmm. or whatever. I don't I mean, I was like four, fourth, fifth, sixth grade. I think it was fourth or fifth. Sure. We um, didn't have a pool at our very bougie school. I know. We had a because <laughs> <laughs> we had fancy. Anyway. So like, yeah, we would travel to the high school. I had a two piece swimsuit. I still exactly remember what it looked like. It was blue. Mm-hmm. It had a triangle top, like a triangle bikini top. Oh. And like the boy short bottom. Okay. So it was like a pair of shorts. Okay. It was blue with like black. And, like, different color shades of blue uh, palm trees. Okay. So I remember went, had tons of fun, passed my swim test so I could use the diving boards. Nice. Came back and, like, the next day or something got called down to the principal's office. And, like, our principal had a, a fake leg, like a or a limp at least, I remember. And I think our vice <laughs> was president. The, was, the, like, the urban vi- legend that they had a fake leg and really they just had, like, a, a – Blown out. Yeah, knee they, he probably just had a knee issue, but yeah, the rumor was that he had a wooden leg. Oh, of course. And it's then be wooden. the vice principal <laughs> had a glass eye. It very well could have just been a lazy eye, <laughs> <laughs> but that was the urban legend uh-huh. of the principal and vice principal. Yeah, I got and they called ate down. Children, <laughs> probably, but I got told my swimsuit was inappropriate. And I couldn't ever wear it again. Was there other girls that you remember having two pieces? Uh, I don't remember. Okay. I just remember being traumatized because I remember too, he had such intense eye contact. I mean, and back then you're what, 11, 12 years old. Like if there's a a male authoritarian figure Mm. staring at you, intense eye contact, you're not going to look at him. Right. And I feel like that's where I got weird about eye contact was I couldn't keep it for too long because I would like I would look at you and then I'd feel uncomfortable and then I'd look away. Right. And I'd look away. I mean, now it's fine, but like I've never been good at keeping eye contact with anybody. So I feel like from like eleven or twelve to like thirty, my eye contact was fucked yeah. because of this man. But yeah, I just felt like I was in trouble for something. And it's like I had a little girl body. It wasn't. And what's interesting is like you'd think if there was like a no no two piece rule that they would like write a rule about that or like tell the parents or students or whoever. So I don't know like who complained or like was it a teacher? And it also feels like you're sexualizing children. Exactly. Which feels real weird. Uh Uh-huh. 
But I feel the same way about dress codes like in middle school and high school anyways. And the excuse was always for dress codes, right, was that they were preparing you for the real world. Look, I don't know if you guys have looked around lately, (laughs) but ain't nobody listening to those Mm -hmm. fucking dress codes. And on top of that – it's like it's like the thing that they tell you in math class. You're not going to walk around with a calculator in your pocket everywhere you go. Hey, hey we math are. teachers, go fuck yourself. I have a scientific calculator right. everywhere I go. Because they always said like on our end, like it was like to limit distractions. In the pool? Well, I mean like the normal dress code. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like so your crazy hair, no one's like, oh shit, look at their hair. The short yeah, shorts, people aren't like, yeah. the boys aren't like, ooh, girl, look at them legs. But it's also it didn't matter. You could have had a fucking trash bag on. I was fantasizing about what was over underneath them jeans. You couldn't find shorts that long for girls anywhere. No, you, you, you had to buy like almost like uh, cargo shorts yeah. or something to try and give them any kind of length. And also, sitting on shorts in a school chair is so uncomfortable. Yeah, stick right to it. Yeah, because you get up and your skin like. <laughs> Like peels <laughs> off. It's not cute. It's and not your, comfortable. And then your thighs touch the gum on the bottom mm-hmm. of the desk. Well, yeah. So that was mine being sexualized by a peg-legged principal. Hope he's doing well. But you didn't like. There was nothing that you got in trouble for. They were just like, "Hey, don't wear it again." Yeah, but I felt like I was in trouble. Right, but they they didn't like suspend you no. or give you a detention. The only detentions I had were in junior high and high school because. We had Hare Thompson, big ups to Hare Thompson, was our German teacher. Uh-huh. Hare Thompson is Mr. Thompson. Sure. He also taught Spanish. We. Oui. <laughs> he knew French too. Oh. This was, he was just a great guy. Yeah. He was one of my favorite teachers. Also because we learned nothing. You just watched the same movie in We watched German Zoolander. Over and over again? Everything was in English. Oh, you didn't even watch it in German? <laughs> no. <laughs> He had the little chocolate candies. I don't remember what they're called. They start with an L, I think. It's like a black and gold chocolate candy. Sure. It's like a taffy type of thing. Uh If I saw it, I would know. And Toberones, we had those too. Um, But yeah, I took five years total of German. Mm -hmm. I can't hardly speak anything. Was ist das? Was ist das? Das nicht gut. Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen, asshole. Yeah. So at one point he taught just the junior high and then eventually he went to the high school. Okay. So we had junior high, seventh and eighth grade. Frau Klan was our long-term sub and she was, I believe, 24 to 28 years old in real life, Mm -hmm. but she looked like she was 85. She had the knit cat sweaters now, I'm like, girl, get that swag. That is awesome. <laughs> you got that drip, girl. Yeah. But back then, we were like, look at Frock Land. Look like a – I don't know what she was looking like. Looking like a mom. Looking like a grandma. She had a permed, like, afro type of – the best I can describe. Like a grandma of perm. Yeah. And thick-ass glasses. This poor woman was had – she old? No. She was like 24 to 28. No fucking way. Mm-hmm. Was she just older than you thought she was? she just had and she now had old lady energy yeah. yeah and now looking back we were all fucking assholes oh Ooh, i've got an asshole teacher so story. it's like we picked on her so bad she couldn't like when you're a teacher especially a sub i feel like you have to have that alpha big dick energy yeah you gotta like command that room and terrify those kids and she did not we walked all over her yeah. i'm talking like mean 
I'm sure she went home and cried. And now I feel awful. That has to be the story for so many teachers. Yeah. But like, we would like throw spitballs at her. My name was Samantha. Like we were just nasty assholes. That was your German name? No, that was just the name I told her when she did roll call. My, but your name was on a sheet of paper. I said my German name was Julia. Julia? It was Julia, but they Julia. Okay. Because we got to pick it, and for some reason I was like, yeah, cool, that's me. I mean, my, my Spanish name was Juan. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember like we were throwing spitballs at her, and I got caught. Uh-huh. So I had to do an after-school um, detention uh-huh. where I had to go around the junior high and pick up trash. I remember it was uh, – track season and when it was too cold you would run inside the building and i remember i missed or i was gonna be late to track practice because i was picking up trash around the floors as we're having this conversation i'm real remembering more and more instances of me being mm. either an asshole or getting in trouble for something but like that also continued into high school with frau clan because mm-hmm. i don't remember why i don't know what happened to Harry thompson he was still there maybe he just wasn't teaching german for those and then the principals at the high school were probably like, yo, Frau Klan can't hang. And then Hare Thompson just came back, where we mm. finished the years watching Chronicles of Narnia <laughs> in <Not> English. In <laughs> <laughs> and we would have tests and quizzes and, like, especially final exams. He would still be there and we're like, hey, what's this one? Or, like, he would give us the answer. Solid teacher. Hare Thompson was pretty cool. I hope <laughs> Frau Klan is in a good spot now. I hope she's doing well. Yeah, she just moved out to like the middle of nowhere, she stopped Montana. Teaching. Oh god, and I just, hope she's like, okay. Raised a cat farm. Oh, she probably did have a bunch of cats. See, and that's what I mean. Like, I was a fucking asshole. Well, we determined on an earlier podcast that you really thought a lot of yourself. I did. Then. I thought I was queen, hot shit, bitch. Yeah, I was. I see, and that's the funny thing is, like, I never thought I was that person. Mm-hmm. Like, I was always, uh, in general, pretty quiet. I was only ever more center of attention around people I felt comfortable with. Um, but I, I'm i realizing I did more wild shit than I thought I did. I was never like a party kid. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just – it wasn't my thing probably because I wasn't invited to them. <laughs> Sorry. <Aww. laughs> um, but, you know, it was just never like a thing that I was interested – like I wasn't interested in drinking when I was a kid. I thought drugs were the devil. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the dare program really worked on me back when the dare program sure. was still a thing. I, I'm, I think that it's since been discontinued. I think, so. I think they were like, Hey, this doesn't work for most people. <laughs> right. Because you know, we're legalizing marijuana sure. now. It's not the devil's cabbage. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, when you were talking about being an asshole to a teacher, I, I'm actually remembering in grade school, Ooh. um, First, second grade, maybe, maybe even third grade. Whoa. Um, we had a music teacher, and I don't know her first name, but her last name was Hill, and she was a, a very large woman. Oh, no. So we used to make the joke, and it's awful, oh. but we were all grade school children yep. that her name was Miss Hill, and we would make like a big fat tummy with our hands. Oh. Um, and being a teacher is hard, man. And this, these were the years when everybody had recorders, mm-hmm. right? Because it was like we learned hot cross buns and that kind of shit on the recorder. And in one of her classes, the chair she was sitting on broke. Oh, no. And it just made the Miss Hill jokes even more ruthless. 
And you're talking about elementary school kids Mm -hmm. and elementary school kids don't give a fuck because you can yell at them all you want. It doesn't fucking matter. But we were, we were big dick and all that. We were just like, fuck you, Miss Hill. It was like, we were. Kids are so mean. Ruthless. I hope Bert's not mean. And now I'm thinking about just how hard it has to be to be a teacher because that has to happen all the time. Unless, like you said, you come in there with, like, the craziest alpha energy ever, and you're like, look at me, right in my eyes. You were going to listen to every word I have to Mm -hmm. say. Um, And I wanted to be a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. I never had – I've never had that drive. We know a couple people that are teachers. Um, I feel like I could have done it. I think I th- it's not that I don't think you could have done it, but I think there would have been a lot of days that you would have come home crying. Probably, I would have been high school science. High school, I feel like, would be awful, especially as a young, attractive woman, because like every Chad in the high school is going to think that he can dick down the hot science teacher. Well, no, you can't do your homework. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had an art teacher in middle school. I don't remember her name. But the urban legend around her was that she was in Playboy at some point. Oh, and she nice. was very attractive, um, especially for adolescent boys. She like I don't know what she looks like now. I should look at my yearbooks. Um, she might not have been attractive at all, but that was like the urban legend uh-huh. was that she was she was in Playboy. So then that was like pre Google, yeah, um, or you know. Like googling somebody wasn't a thing, no. so it was like, does anybody know what year and what month, right? Uh, what issue she would have been in that somebody's dad or grandpa has the backlog right. issue? You know, like because not like you could take a picture with your cell phone, right? Yeah, not there was, back then. There was none of that. Um, so it was just, yeah. And the only other time that I got a detention once for not covering a book because I remember that was a thing that you had to have a cover on your book by yep. a certain date. And if you didn't have a cover on your book, then you would get a detention. Like a book sock or yeah, a or a paper, paper bag. bag. Yeah. And like typically my dad was really good about like paper bagging my stuff for me. Um, and then I, I don't even know why, but I just didn't cover – it was a – I want to say it was a history class. I didn't cover my book and I didn't have a book sock – I didn't have a paper bag. I just didn't cover it. Mm-hmm. And they were like hard set on giving us detentions. And I was like, come on, like give me another day. Right. And they were like, nope, after school detention, you know, and detention was like an hour or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you had to sit in their classroom and then like you just got reprimanded for not covering your book. It was like, come on, guys. It's a public school book. Right. Relax. There's dicks drawn on every page. Sure. Um, and then I got – my cell phone taken away in my vocational class, and I got a two-hour Friday detention. Oh, my gosh. You're a bad boy. Well, so – and I still to this day think it's a little bit bullshit, but it was final exams. It was senior year, and the rule was that if you were absent – you had to take your exams. And if you were there every day, you got to skip out final exams. And I remember uh, he was one of my best friends at the time. Um, he was sick. I want to say he had mono or something, was out of school. And our teacher was like, well, he's not here. He's going to fail the exam. Not he's not going to not that he's going to have to take it. Not none of that. He is getting an F on the final exam. 
And I knew that his grades weren't great. So an F on the final was like the nail in the coffin. I feel like that'd be like an excused absence. I don't know, man. Sure. So I, I texted him and I was like, hey, our teacher is saying you're in the deep end of the fucking pool without a life raft. You got to figure out a way to get to school or, you know, contact him or contact the principal or whatever. And out of nowhere, like probably not even 20 minutes later, the vice principal comes down to the office, gets my teacher and the way that the classroom was set up was like there was a projector at the front of the class. The door to the classroom was all the way back at the back of the class, and it was like a hallway. And then the teachers were class or the teacher's office was actually in that classroom, but it was like a closed office. So like the principal comes in, they go into the teacher's office, and then I hear my name, Eek. and I'm like, "What the fuck did I do?" Like, and of course everyone's like, "Oh, mm-hmm. you know." So I go back there and they were like, did you text this person? And I was like, yeah. Like I wasn't going to lie about it because I didn't think it was a big deal. Right. Um, Because, you know, there was like no cell phones allowed in class. Mm -hmm. But they were really only super strict about that like during a test or, you know, quiz or Mm -hmm. whatever. So I was like, yeah, whatever. Like we text all the time. Yes, I texted him. Did you tell him he was going to fail? I said, yeah, because that's what you said. And he's like, well, that's what I said, but that's not what I meant. What? Well, that doesn't make any sense. So then they took my phone because they could do that mm-hmm. and probably still do. But then they took my phone and they were like, you can collect it at the end of the day from the principal's office. Yeah, I remember that. And then I had to go down to the principal's office and he's like, you need to serve a two-hour Friday detention for texting in class. How about you fuck off? And it was senior year. It was getting towards the end of the uh-huh. year. It was the last fucking thing I wanted to do. It was the stupidest. I just felt like it was so ridiculous. Um, but those were like all the times I really got, in, uh, and I guess like loosely in trouble. Yeah. I never did anything like horrendous to sure. get in trouble in school. Mm-hmm. So I guess the rest of this podcast is all about me. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, like I said, that was school stuff. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. was other things that I did after yeah, school. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But I was wrapping up my my schooling portion of of getting in trouble. Mm-hmm. Did you have any other fun detention stories or Not anything? Not really. I mean, I got my phone taken away in physics class. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the guy was kind of a douchebag. Did he give it back to you? Or yeah. He-, he really just wanted to call people out. Because he was like a younger, attractive male teacher. Everyone thought he looked like Justin Timberlake. Oh. Total dick, though. But, of course, all the girls liked him. And I remember I only carried a purse in high school because, you know. You could text in your purse. You would put your purse on, on its side and you could, like, text in, in your purse. And then, like, you're like, oh, no, I wasn't texting. But, like, he would catch me and take my NV2 away or whatever it was, you know. Uh, back when T9 was still a thing. Yep. I got really good at texting in my hoodie pocket. Yep. So you'd actually, with T9, like, you would click it or whatever, and then, like, it would... So so for the people that have only ever had a, <laughs> a, a phone with a full keyboard uh-huh. on it, T9 on a flip phone, there's only 10 buttons with the zero, and you would have to press that button multiple times to get to the letter that you needed. Like a was once, a B was twice, right. C was three times. But in order to spell out words, T9 would try to guess the word you were trying to spell based off the letters that you had input. So if you learn T9 well enough, you could just press the space button and it would like auto fill mm-hmm. your word. 
So you could say like S U and then it would say SUP, right? Yeah. Like S U P. It would try to put the P in yeah. for you. Or uh, you know, it, it would try and guess like, you know, the slang texting terms mm-hmm. back then. I don't feel like they're as big now, maybe they are, but like G two G got to go. Yeah. Um T T Y L. Talk to you later. Yeah. yeah. Um so yeah, that was that was T nine with a flip uh-huh. phone. So I mean there was some of that, but I never got like detentions or anything like that. So did you have like any well, I guess I should say from twenty on, neither of us have really gotten into a lot of trouble with authority. No, none. Um since you and I have been in a relationship, neither yeah. of us have been in a significant amount of trouble. No. Uh, I have been pulled over several times. For speeding. Uh, speeding is a loose term. One was using a, a lane illegally. Yeah, 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 yeah. They let me go. And you then passed someone in a turn lane. Correct. Like in the middle turn lane. Correct. And then I got a ticket for five over. Mm-hmm. I think I've gotten... Uh, Oh, uh, we got pulled over in the Miata for yep. not having a front plate, mm-hmm. and my tags were expired. Which was so stupid because I never had a front plate when I had the Jetta, and I had that thing for several years, and I never got any flack from anybody. And now you don't need one. Now I don't need one. I have one, but I don't need it. Yep. Um, but, like, yeah, not a lot of authority run-ins now that we're no. adults. But can I tell my – I got fired from my first job story Absolutely. before I moved to police? Yeah. <laughs> So this still pisses me off. And I was 16 when I had this job, uh-huh. maybe 15 and a half when you could still work then with a worker's permit or whatever it was. Yeah. Yep. I, I can't say what it, where it was. It was a fast food restaurant. It was a, a well-known fast food chain. Rhymes As, with McDonald's. 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 <laughs> um, so my brother worked there first. He had a good in. He was friends with the GM at the time. Who because had your an, brother is a little over a year older yeah. than you. Yep, a little year older. So, like, he had, you know, an in, a base, we'll yeah. call it. So, like, the GM and him were solid friends mm-hmm. and a couple other, you know, just regular crew members. So I was like, hell yeah, I'm a shoe in Got the job. Everything was great. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know, and everyone, like, I got along with everyone. And, uh-huh. like, if anyone fucked with you in, like, the drive through line, because I worked the order window. Mm-hmm. Like, hello, welcome to McDonald's. <laughs> Can I take your order? And they would be like... Oh, can I get a Mick Blow job or whatever? Uh, like stupid stuff. <laughs> the Mick Blow job. And then like obviously the people on sandwiches would hear it. Uh-huh. And like because, you know, my brother worked there and I was a cute young girl, yeah. people like wanted to protect me. Sure. So they would like fuck with food of people that fucked with me. Yikes. So like I was like, oh yeah, this is great. Yeah. So background, my brother they this is back when McDonald's would have birthday cakes. Oh. For kids. Like you could buy birthday cakes at the restaurant gotcha. to have. Uh-huh. Which who knew that was a thing? Did they decorate them? Yeah, they were like pre-decorated frozen oh. cakes. Like but like would they put letters on them? Like did they like put a name on it? I think it was just it? like happy birthday with Ronald on it. Oh, okay. So like right. super generic, whatever. Sure. So they would go and this they had like apple dippers, like the pre-sliced oh, yeah, yeah. apple and caramel. They would go back and just eat it. And like hang out in the fridge and the freezer and just eat the food and uh-huh. steal food. My brother would sleep on 
the manager's desk while he was counting money. I, I do remember him telling me that story. He would sleep on the desk with money just strewn about being yeah. counted. Uh-huh. He would sleep on the money. He would sleep next to the money. Whatever. So I came in <laughs> one day to get my paycheck and I got a snack wrap, a crunchy snack wrap, and a McDouble plane. Which were both one dollar. Because they had that was when McDonald's still had the dollar menu. Mm-hmm. And it was all truly one dollar. It was all one dollar. Yeah. I said, Hey, sandwich guy, make me this. He made it. And the manager was like, If you take that, you're fired. And I was like, ha 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 ha. Okay. Like thinking he was fucking with me. He wasn't fucking with me. So I got fired off of two fucking dollars worth of food while my brother and all those other fuckheads stole so much. They would take. Did you guys not get free meals or anything? We did if we worked. And Uh, if you worked like what, four plus hours as a minor or whatever it was. Gotcha. Like they would literally take crates of food home with them. Yeah. I remember like, him telling me that. Whole boxes, yeah. like 100 count of chicken nuggets and french fries and all this other shit they would take home. And I'm assuming still did after I got fired. Oh, yeah. So they told me I got fired. I was like, huh? And I remember going home, calling mom and crying. Not because I got like I lost my job, but because I got fired over something so fucking stupid. <laughs> uh-huh. So I went across the street to Schwendy's. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking killed it over there. And who came after me? My brother. Yeah. Where I had the base and everyone loved me. <laughs> I mean, everyone I ended up liking him too. To Schwendy's. <laughs> so I got fired from my first job for a f- technically stealing $2 worth of food. No surprises here. I've never been fired. That was my first time only getting fired. Um, I've always had that fantasy of walking into a job and just like flipping a table over and being you can't like, fire me I quit. You. you can take this job and shove uh-huh. it and i've just yeah, like, I've, I've never done that it's always just been like yeah we separated amicably um mm-hmm. one the one exception was at the car dealership i worked at um i i was making eight dollars an hour as a car detailer and then um i got a job offer at a cell phone mm-hmm. uh uh, retailer selling cell phones, not as somebody on commission, as an hourly associate for $9 yeah. an hour. And you know what? That $1 an hour was worth it. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I had, I had heard rumors for a long time that if you put in a notice at this dealership, they would just say, yeah, you can go fuck yourself. Right. Have a nice day. So rather than putting a notice in, I just walked into the office on a Friday and told them, Hey, Monday morning, I start my new job. See you Bye. later. But I like I told them I yeah. didn't just not show up. I was like, "Hey, I won't be here anymore." Um, and I remember my manager just being livid because he's like, "I can't believe you'd put me in this position. I can't believe you'd leave me hanging." And then I find out after I left, everybody in the detail department got like a pretty significant mm-hmm. pay raise because um, I didn't want anyone else to do what you did, right? Um, so, you know, I thought that was pretty funny. But, yeah, I've never been a get-in-trouble-at-work kind of guy. I've always – uh was my only time. I've been a straight and narrow kind of worker. I, I don't really um, – I did call off a lot from my first job. Um, but that was back when everybody was still like – excuse me. You know, like Friday night would roll around and it would be a ghost town on the night shift mm-hmm. because that's when all the teenagers worked. But it was also football night. Right. So, you know, getting people to work those nights was always really hard. Um, 
Yeah, never really got in trouble at work. That was my first time. Still pisses me off. His name was James. He had an extra, like a pinky on his thumb. Like the Wait, first knuckle. Would it be an extra thumb? It was like the first knuckle on your pinky, like where your fingernail is, uh-huh. was on the, I think the outside of his thumb finger. Huh. Like it had a fingernail and everything. Wow. His name was James. James, if you're out there, fuck you. Whoa. <laughs> Yo, Jimmy, you just got called yeah. out, bud. Fuck you. <laughs> You're a piece of garbage. Um, so then the 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 probably the most scared I've ever been with an authority figure was uh, a friend of mine and I decided that we were going to go back to our elementary school fairly late at night. It wasn't like the middle of the night, but it was like Sketchy. nine or ten. Um, but they had like big bright. Um, mm-hmm. Like floodlights? Yeah, floodlights. Like just lights all around the outside of the school. Um, and so we were like walking around the playground and like just whatever. We were 16. Like we could – 16, maybe 17. We could drive. So we were just hanging out on the playground. And then somebody got the idea to pull on the doors to the school to see if it was unlocked. I don't know what the game plan was once they found out it was unlocked. Just go peek around. Uh, maybe. Um, well, school had silent alarms. <laughs> Surprise. So like we're out on the playground, just like whatever. Um, and then we are like, well, we should go like, we'll go get food or whatever. Um, and we walk around the front of the building and there was, I think four or five cop cars. Eek. Um, and there was cops at every door and window on oh, the front no. of the school. And they were like, had flashlights out. And then of course, like they come in like, Hey, what are you doing here? We're walking around, you know, just checking stuff out. Were you were you trying to get into the school? Well, I mean, I you know, I'm like, I no, well, I wasn't. Apparently, somebody else had tugged on the doors. Um so then they were like, "Okay, you need to stay here." And they like ran our our licenses and How old were you? Like I said, I think we were 16, oh, okay. maybe 17. Like we were just old enough to drive, which is why like we were out running around, right? Like we, we had – well, <clears throat> I don't think I even had my car yet. He had a car. Um, so like we just were out just cruising, mm-hmm. just like, hey, let's stop at the school. Um, and so like I remember like they, they had like three cops surround us. They didn't handcuff us or anything. But then they gave us our licenses back and they were like, if we ever catch you here again – you will be arrested for criminal trespassing. And I just remember like I was shaking Mm -hmm. like a leaf, um, like full panic. But that was probably the most scared I've ever been, but not serious trouble, I guess, in the grand scheme of things. Sure. I think mine. (laughs) Because, you know, before I was like, oh, is my mom, does she listen to this? It doesn't matter. She already knows. Because for, I don't know, eight years, something, at least five years, you threatened to tell this story to my mom who didn't know. Yep. And eventually I was like, fuck you. You're not going to hang this over my head anymore. (laughs) Listen to this, Kathy. I got an underage. I think I was 20. Yeah. I was almost 21 at Ohio Northern where I went to school. And I drank a lot. I basically almost flunked out a couple times at that school because I was three hours away from home, a young, hot asshole. And I was like, I'm just going to fuck shit up. I'm going to fuck up my life. (laughs) So I got drunk a lot at a fraternity. And thank God, I can say those guys 
never took advantage of me because they could have because I was that girl. Like Wednesdays, it was a religious school. Don't couldn't tell you what kind. Um, I didn't <laughs> the care. The one that believes in God. <laughs> well, what denomination? I don't know. But they didn't have morning classes on Wednesday. Okay. So Tuesday was a drinking night. Okay. Friday night was a drinking night. Saturday night and sometimes Sunday night. Wow. I would just go get fucked up. Like nice. blackout drunk all the time. Sick. So really good life decisions on my part. Bert, if you listen they, to this when you're older, don't do what I did. Those decisions cost us a lot Lots of, of money. money that we Student are still loans. paying for. Anyway, so my boyfriend at the time and I did not have a good relationship, but he came up to visit probably when we were having a, a good spout, one would call it. Sure. So we went to this fraternity, got drunk. With walking back, I could see my dorm. Like we were like a stone's throw away. I could have lobbed a rock, a little pebble. If you went by the way that the raven flew, you would say <laughs> that you were very close to home. I was very close. <laughs> and I must have slapped him with my pocketbook, like my little No, you've told me. You slapped him. Well, it was with my pouch, my pocketbook. My clutch, I think it's called. Maybe I slapped him with my hand. I don't know. I slapped him. We were fighting. I was crying my eyes out uh-huh. and must have been yelling at him. He was yelling at me, whatever. And I don't know if the cops were, they might have just been in the area patrolling for drunk asses like us. Uh-huh. And they came then by. They found them. They found us. <laughs> Hello. I think I had a spotlight on me like, wee wee She's a drunk bitch. <laughs> so. These two cops stopped us, and I was fucking crying my eyes out. And he's like, "What's going on?" And I was just like, "Blah, blah, blah," you know, drunk logic with yeah, tears. Right. He's like, "Have you been drinking?" And of course, I'm like, "No." <laughs> As I'm stumbling all I'm over like myself, I'm like slurring my words. I'm sure my eyes were blinking one at a time. Like, he's like, "Well, I know that's not true." <laughs> I was like, "Fuck." Thank you for being honest. Uh huh. So like, he's like. I should arrest you for being underage and lying to me. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. So naturally, I'm crying even harder. Yeah, yeah. So it was like good cop, bad cop. My life is ruined. Yeah. So like the tall cop was a total meanie. I mean, rightfully so. I was an underage person wasted hating, and lying. other people. And hitting, assaulting someone else. Yeah. And the young or the shorter cop was like, I was shaking because, you know, your beard jacket only lasts until you get pulled over by the cops. <laughs> right. And then it's, you are sober. <laughs> so he gave me his jacket, like his police issued jacket oh. to like stay warm or whatever. And, you know, long and short of it was I got an underage and this was just before I was transferring, transferring schools. Yeah. So this was three hours west and I was transferring, you know, back home essentially. And so I had a court date. And a court-appointed lawyer, because I couldn't afford it. I wasn't about to tell my mom. Right. So we went back. I had to drive back for this court date. The lawyer was like, you know, if you plead guilty, I think, like, and do the community service, they'll take it off your record and expunge it. Perfect. Yeah. So I did my community service at the Humane Society, which is where I found Rand. Right. Silver so lining. it turned out fine. Yeah. My underage got expunged. I told mom on my own many years later. Yeah, happy, happily ever after. And uh, you couldn't hold it over my head and everything's great. Yeah. I mean, you're a much better person now than you were before we started dating. Yep. Definitely can't drink like that anymore. 
I mean, we we started the podcast out by saying we both had one beer and we're feeling yeah. a little drunk. I had a, a dark, like a stout, and I was like, oof, oofies. Yeah. Because I, mean, I did it, a lot of bad stuff I didn't get caught for. Yeah. Like, I guess if we're talking about how bad we were. Yeah. The one summer before senior year, junior year, one summer before some year in high school, high school. I snuck out almost every single night of the summer. Wow. And I never got caught. We're going to find out pretty quickly if your mom listens to the podcast. Mom, <laughs> did you ever catch me sneaking out? I hotboxed once. And I remember I hotboxed at a church. Wow. Because uh, someone I worked with at McDonald's was like, hey, you want to come smoke weed with me? It was and I was like, James, wasn't it? No, I don't remember his name. Yeah. I think he had glasses and like longer hair. It sounds like. I mean, he was a total pothead that worked at McDonald's. Sure. McDonald's. McDonald's. <laughs> McDonald's on the burger line allegedly allegedly <laughs> <laughs> i don't remember his name so like we went and got high in his car with the windows up hot boxing allegedly allegedly and then i came home and i was up in my room like i'm high as hell <laughs> and then mom was like Lindsay, come down here there's a puppy so naturally i'm like a puppy <laughs> I'm high and there's a puppy. This is the best day ever. It was a labradoodle, a puppy that got loose from the neighbor's house that came over to our house. And I was like, wee, a puppy. <laughs> and of course, mom was like, <sighs> like that close to me, like breathing on me. Uh-huh. And I'm like, eep, I'm going to get so fucking busted. She never said anything. So whether she knew or didn't know or she knew and ignored it, yeah. I don't know. So I almost got caught then. I would have boys come over at night. And sneak them out in the morning. I only did that once. Um, and it was prom night. That's right. My junior year. Um, we were not, obvi- for obvious reasons, supposed to be spending the night sure. together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so us being the ultra fucking five head geniuses that we are, yeah. we parked her car two streets over in the neighborhood on the street. Uh-huh. And then walked to to my house and then slept and slept. She spent uh-huh. the night. Um, this was back when I was still a good virgin boy. So yeah. no naughtiness happened. And she got up early in the morning and got back to her mm-hmm. car. She only lived maybe a mile up the street. So it was like, you know, it was a pretty quick thing. But it was only that one night it was the only time that I ever did that. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you know, my mom lives on an allotment. There's no street parking. Right. Yeah. And I would have, you know, it was girlfriends, too, that would come over when they weren't supposed to. They would park, like, one house over across the street in front of their house. So it was like, oh, it's like you're going to their house. And they just, like, walked over to mine. It was so fucking stupid. So if they knew, if mom knew, I feel like she would have grounded me. Yeah. I feel like something definitely would have been So I don't feel like she knew. Like I would put my Which makes car... me think you had to have either been very good or your mom was just oblivious. Ah, look all may, look all be, I like to think. Because yeah. I would put my truck in revert or in neutral, roll it back out of the driveway and start it once I got to the street. Which is like smart, mm-hmm. but also like, you know, I don't know if the engine noise in the driveway would have been any louder than the engine noise in front of the house. <laughs> At least they would have known like, Hey, that sounds like it's coming right outside the garage. Yeah, that's true. So I did a lot of dumb shit a lot and learned a lot of lessons, learned a lot of lessons. It's who I am today. Yeah. Right? Sure. So I feel like I know every sneaking out 
sneaking people over trick in the book. Sure. So if our daughter tries it. I mean, she's just going to have bars on her window, so. Yeah. And <laughs> locks on the outside of her doors. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. There'll be automatic time locked so uh-huh. that she won't be able to leave her room. Yeah. Certain we'll have a security system on the doors and windows. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, and then I thought of one other story while you were telling your story. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't me that got directly in trouble. Um, so – uh, one of the things that my friends and I really loved to do in high school was go to midnight releases for video games. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure they probably still do this. It's, I mean, in in the COVID world, they don't. But um, back when you could only get physical copies of the game, there wasn't digital downloads and stuff. Um, you'd go and stand in line. Uh, you would pre-order it, stand in line, go get your copy at midnight, the day of the release, mm-hmm. go home, and then spend all night playing whatever game. And I want to say that it was Gears of War 2. Um uh, we went to Spamshop. <laughs> Lame Hop. Lame Hop. Ooh, okay. Good one. Um and we got the game and then we went back and we played for a couple hours at my house. And you know, it was like three ish in the morning, and we were like, you know what sounds really good? Lunchables. Mm. So we should go to Small Smart <laughs> and get my favorite place and get like you know Mountain Dew and yeah. energy drinks and and Lunchables, yeah, gaming things. Um, you know what? It was not three a.m. because it was a very blurry line on curfew. Mm. Um, curfew is curfew still a thing curfew is a thing for minors okay so um and we learned that there was a difference between the city that we were in and the mm. city that we were from that's not fair anyway so we went to small smart and we got our and maybe they still make them i don't know but they had like big kid lunchables oh like mighty kids or something they call them like lunchables maxed oh, or something yeah, maybe like I'm that thinking of like um, mcdonald's but, but they had Pizza ones, so like the kids' pizza ones are like a cracker yeah. that you put like sauce and cheese and pepperoni on. The big kid ones were like actual crust, um, and they came with like a Reese cup, a Capri Sun. Mm-hmm. The good shit. Yeah, I mean it was like way better. Anyways, not that that matters to the story, mm. um, but we all got our food, left Schmall Schmart, and we were headed down one of the main roads um, in – uh, the local city and weren't speeding, didn't run any lights. Uh, my friend was driving. He was 18. My friend, the other two people in the car, myself and my other friend were 17. This matters to the story. Sure. So we get to the road that we were going to turn off on. We turn and lights everywhere. Ah. Like crazy. There was three cop cars. They pulled us over and my friend who was driving, they come to the window and they immediately ask him to get out of the vehicle. Oh no. And it was like, what is going on? Like they were acting like we were running drugs or like had hit and run somebody like they were, they were like screaming orders. Right. So they pull him out of the car. They take his license and they actually sit him in the back of the one car. And then my friend and I are in the car, like what the hell is happening? They come and get our driver's license. They talk for a while. They put him 
back in the car, in our car, and they were like, do you boys know what time curfew is? And they're like, and um, we were, we said midnight because that's where it was, where we were from. And they're like, no, it's 11 o'clock. And it was like, you know, 1130 or something like that. And they're like, they're like, no, you're, you're out past curfew. We need your parents' phone numbers. We're calling your parents. And we're like, well, they're all, I'm from the backseat. I'm like, they're all staying at my house. Their parents know that they are at my house. There's no reason to call anybody's parents. We aren't out past curfew. Um, and so then they tell my friend, you are aiding in the delinquency of two minors. Oh, come on. And they were going to charge him for that because they said that he ran a red light when he had gone through a yellow light. And I, I swear on everything, it was yellow when we went through it. I would tell you if it was red because I would have called him an idiot just mm-hmm. like the cops did. So because they couldn't get him on seatbelts, speeding, traffic lights, anything like that, they were going to give him aiding in the delinquency of two minors. So then I had to call my mom and the police officers wanted to speak with her. Um, But the long story short, they'd let us go. But it was just like they blew this whole thing out of proportion. We were 17. I mean, it was like, you know, we were not that far from being 18 Cause I want to say it was like in the spring, um, you know, so it was like, it, I don't know. The whole situation was just crazy. Uh, but yeah, the cops were just dicks, um, which is just, you know, classic cop thing to do. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they suck. And in that situation, they just kind of sucked. Got to contain the teenage riffraff. I mean, I, I get what they wanted to do, sure. but it also felt like, well, we got to get something. Mm-hmm. We got to get we them on something. You over. We're going to have to right. find something. Um, but yeah, you know, I was all around, like I wasn't a kid that snuck out. I, I didn't party. I wasn't, I wasn't doing dirt. You're the yin to my yang. There, there are definitely points that I think about, like, did I miss out on anything in my high school or college years? I mean, there was parties that we had in college that I have some great stories from that we could maybe do on another podcast. But, um, yeah. As someone that was bad and did a lot of dumb stuff, you didn't miss much. Yeah. But like, you don't know that because if you didn't have that summer of like sneaking out or having people sneak in, like I'm sure that there would, it would have been a dull ass summer. You wouldn't have done anything. Probably. And like, that's the life I led. I, I played Halo three and call of duty with my friends and you know, we drank Mountain Dew and ate Lunchables. Like <laughs> that, that sounds pretty great too. <laughs> I mean, it's, I I'm down for that now, but um, yeah, you know, just make good decisions, I think, is the moral of the story. Mm-hmm. Don't drink too heavily. Like, I'm not going to tell you not to drink, but... Drink responsibly. Drink responsibly. As someone who got blackout drunk a lot, drink responsibly. Which is just so funny to think about because you're just not that person. Mm-mm. Not anymore. Like, I've only ever seen you really, really drunk, like... On your birthday. Like three times on uh-huh. my birthday. Well, your birthday and that time I probably got roofied. Yeah, but it was all, that's it, another story. Yeah, <laughs> for a different day. Um, Pretty sure we got roofied that night. I would say all in all, though, like we weren't super terrible kids. I mean, in the I grand, had a good heart. I, we never did anything that hurt anybody. Yeah, right. right yeah, yeah. 
I mean, other than you smacking your boyfriend. Well, I'm sure he deserved it. <laughs> Probably. That's why we're not together today. Um, but, you know, nothing was with uh, ill intention no, or uh, anything like that. Never deliberately, except that time I smacked him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, did it to hurt anybody. I was just out for a good time. I just didn't know my limits. Never learned. I have so, now. You don't know where those limits are now. Sure I do. No, I feel like... I feel like we could get three drinks deep and you'd be like, shit, I crossed the line. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Because, I, yeah, I mean, and that's a whole other podcast topic too probably. But, like, when people tell us that they drink, like, oh god, you know, a 12-pack or something, I'm like, I would be in the hospital. Because <laughs> I remember people from college, like, drinking a whole 36-pack of beer by themselves. Granted, it was, like, Natty or, like, Bush or whatever, but still, that's a lot of liquid, number one. Yeah. Number two, Ooh. so much alcohol, even Breaking if it was, like, yeah. Talk about beer jacket. You got a beer parka, a beer igloo. <laughs> Going to the Arctic. Uh-huh. Because I remember they would, like, stack their beer cans, like, this mm. is how many I had tonight. Yeah. Like, 30-plus beers. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Even people now, they're like, "Yeah, I had three beers." I'm like, "What? How, how are, are you, you not? <laughs> how, how are you still alive? <laughs> right, especially hangovers. Don't even talk to me about a hangover. I'll yeah. probably have one tomorrow. Yeah, off of the one beer I had. Your hangovers are pretty gnarly, though. Yeah, they are. Even if I drink like a gallon of water after I'm fucked. Yeah, uh, being thirty. Being thirty. If you're not thirty or you're close to it, this is what you have to look forward to. Hangover City yeah, Population You. I feel like if you listen to this podcast, you just get a real sense of what it is to be 30, 30. with a, 30 with a kid. <laughs> Anyone that's under 30, especially those that are 29, like Denise turns 30 in January, she's yeah. like, "Oh, fuck. This is what I have to look forward to. My life is over." I have a I have a crinkly knee. Yeah. And we can't drink more than one beer no, at a time. No, my hips hurt. The other day, I was getting out of the car. My hips hurt. It must be because of the weather. (laughs) It was Wednesday. My right hip hurt for whatever reason, just ached constantly. When I got in and out of the car, my left hip would pop out of socket, it felt like. (laughs) It's like, I'm just fucking falling apart. I'm dying. It's better now. I don't know what was wrong. The snowstorm, I bet. The snowstorm. The next time we have a snowstorm, I'll let you guys know if my hips hurt. (laughs) I'll let you know it's coming. It's going to be like a weather stone. Like you'll be able to tell us when things are <laughs> yeah. coming two days later. If there's going to be a snowstorm in Ohio, I'll be like, wee, wee, my hips hurt. It's just my right one. That means we'll get one to three inches. If both hurt. It's three to six inches. Oh, shit. <laughs> both hips are hurting tonight. Yikes. Oh. Yep. Yeah. This is, we should just rename this podcast What It's Like to Be 30. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah. You know, run-ins, they called the law. The, the response, response was, was excellent. excellent. I guess not necessarily. My run-in with authority, like police, very minimal. Yeah. But I got attention once, so realistically, we're It's not. funny, too, because I'm thinking about people listening to this like, wow, these people think this is what run-ins <laughs> with authority is. He got in trouble for a, a dollar bet. In, uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I didn't even mention that. The so the dollar bet the reason that I got in trouble was not because I was asking him to make a sexual act. It was gambling in school. Or could you put money on it? Yes, it's fine if you were like, "Hey, go touch her," and he's like, "All right." Apparently, bet. at that point in time, in the still in the nineties, yeah. times were different. You could just be like, "Yeah, go touch her butt." 
But if you brought money into the situation, Ooh, you bad gambling in school. Savage. Crazy. Ah, to be young again. I know. I don't think I would change anything, though. No. I think a lot of those things were like, one, they're fun stories to tell. Mm-hmm. But then also it's just like, you know, those were the things that you did then. Yeah. You had to like, you had to test what your limits were. Right. We all did it in different ways. Some of us with alcohol. Sure. Some of us with how long we could stay up at night and play video games or how much caffeine we could take in. Look um, how far we've come. Ah, and now we just watch episodes of The Amazing Race and Survivor from 25 years ago. Yeah. You know, our joints hurt. We can only have one beer at a time now. And uh, if you're young, this is what you have to look forward to. Oh, so you're man. welcome. I feel like um, what's the what's the uh, the diplomats that they send to other countries? An ambassador. Ambassadors. I feel like an ambassador to 30. To 30. We should call this episode maybe even grandma and grandpa still tour still what grandma and grandpa tell stories of their youth <laughs> and Lindsay's still a little drunk she can't get the words out <laughs> i slur my words on a good day tarquette tarquette uh tarquette's another different day good times about when i had a stroke we're gonna have to figure out what we're gonna eat for dinner uh, it's almost eight o'clock Past eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. It's after nine o'clock. Oh. It is nine oh six. Oh no. Oh no. We gotta go eat, guys. All right. Well, good podcast. Wait, let us know your run-ins with authority. <laughs> Did you get fired from your first job? How about those police stories, huh? 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 All right. Catch All right. you next time, babies. Bye. Bye.